You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, September 8th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. A lot of Ohio State football to talk about. First of all, I want to tell you about our sponsor, AG1, which is the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink AG1 every morning since I've started. I have more energy and just feel better in general. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, your probiotic, and more in one simple drink, creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to ag1.com slash bucknuts. That's drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. Check it out. Drinkag1.com slash bucknuts. All right, let's bring in my guy, Jonah Booker. Let's talk some Ohio State football. Oh, boy, a lot to get into. Let's start with running back. I'm really curious to get your take on the running back situation. Do you think they're going to switch it up? Do you think Chip's the guy? Just break it all down for me. What are you seeing? I don't think they're going to switch it up. I think they're going to stay with the same type of pecking order um, that that they had against Indiana. However, I do think Chip is probably the most efficient back Dave. He is just an absolute hammer. Love the way he runs, brings that Akron toughness to the table, just absolutely just lowers the boom and he sees it. The one thing about Chip Davis, he's so patient. He sets up the blocks. He lets it develop in front of him. I do think he's probably your most efficient running back right now. Uh, I'm not throwing in the towel on Henderson. I I know a lot of Ohio State fans uh, are ready to give up on him already after the first game. Uh, but I do think that him getting back into a rhythm is going to be key. They're going to need all three running backs, even all four running backs, Dave. And tip of the cap to Tony Alper. I thought he did a really good job at least getting all three um, running backs involved. And he found a he found a unique role for each guy, which I thought was incredibly creative. Um, but as far as Mayan Williams, I think he has his – role cut out for him inside the 20 type of guy but if it was my personal preference I would flip Chip and Trevion Henderson and let Chip be my bell cow back but here's the here's the reason why I say that Dave is Ryan Day had his press conference this week and what was his biggest complaint he said that we need to make sure that the offense is staying on schedule meaning that they need to average about four yards a pop well, if Chip is out there averaging seven yards a pop, that right there, that type of production will 100% keep your offense on schedule. It allows them to open it up more, to be more aggressive. When you're, when you're trying to get the quarterback situation settled down, the last thing that you want is the quarterback to be put in bad situations. So that's why, based off what Coach Day is saying, I think that leaves a little bit more credence to say, hey, maybe you should probably give Chip a couple more carries 
because he is the one that is being the most productive out of all three guys. But I love them all. I think they all have a different skill set to bring to the table. And Tony Alford is going to have his hands full to making sure he keeps all the guys engaged and properly involved. I have a question. I was going to ask you about this anyway. This is uh, from Buckeye80 on YouTube. Where's Dallin Hayden? Yeah, he seems to be like the uh, the fourth guy right now. I mean, Evan Pryor, we know, is coming off the serious knee injury. That's probably why he's buried right now. But, um, yeah, I didn't think Dallin Hayden would be buried on the depth chart. What do you make of that? I was surprised. I was surprised. But I also didn't think that uh, Chip was going to be your Swiss Army knife. Uh, as many things that he's able to do with his skill set. But Dallin Hayden, he's a – He's a heck of a back. I mean, when he's your fourth, fourth uh, string back, Dave, that right there is first world problems. That's a luxury to have when you have a, a talent like that who's uh, buried on the depth chart. But he's going to get his shot. The one thing that I hope uh, for him is he doesn't get frustrated. He remains patient. Uh, you're probably going to have two of those running backs move on to the next level after, after this year. That's going to provide uh, a road for him to get a lot of carries this next year. But for him, I know he wants to be uh, more involved. Any running back will want to be more involved. But just stay patient, kid. Your time will come. What's going to happen at quarterback? Do you think um, Kyle McCord's going to hold on to this job? And how do you feel like McCord played against Indiana? Yeah, I mean, I, I look at Ryan Day's actions, Dave. Um, you know, we've heard all summer about, you know, what the plan is. And he kind of abandoned that plan against Indiana. And when you look at his actions, his actions says that he does not trust Devin Brown. He doesn't trust him um, in critical moments. And I wouldn't even look at Indiana and say it was a critical moment because Tom Allen was just basically trying to get out of there, not getting blown out by 35 points. They were just trying to milk the clock. So I will say this. Kyle McCord, I thought, played at a C average, you know, C grade. I think he he made some throws that you can look and say, hey, maybe we can build off this. He left some things to be desired out there. I definitely think he needs to get the ball out quicker, utilize your all-world wide receivers. Um, but here's the thing. I wasn't expecting Kyle McCord to go out there the first game and, and throw for 400 yards. There are going to be growing pains. I think Ohio State, we've been spoiled – uh, House State fans been spoiled from the, the quarterback play over the last several years. So I wasn't going to this game thinking like, oh, this is going to be an all-world uh, type of quarterback performance. However, I was expecting to see Devin Brown a little bit more, Dave. I thought that they did a disservice to Devin not giving him an adequate review of what he can do. I thought that third series was the proper time for him to go in the game. Hopefully this week you can get a, a, a fair evaluation of both guys. But right now it just seems like Ryan Day has sort of a trust issue when it comes to Devin Brown. And I will even say to an extent he has a trust issue with Kyle because if you look at the rushing attack, you know, we're worrying about if we're going to be a four yards uh, per carry type of offense, that right there says, hey, I don't trust my quarterback necessarily to go out there and just wing it all over the field. But that will come, Dave. Um, I will say this to Ohio State fans. This is the fun part about, about college football. This was, this was not going to be a finished product by any means. Now you can sit back as Ohio State fans and you can look at this game one and just watch this team grow. Watch this team uh, get better. They're going to have to get better a whole lot quicker uh, for Notre Dame to win that game. But if they can get past that roadblock, 
just watch them just keep stacking and stacking and stacking and getting better. There's a lot of teams in college football that's peaked already, Dave. They they peaked early. So I'd rather start playing your best football as you start to get into late October, November, once you get into the grind of the Big Ten schedule. But they do need to accelerate this offense once they go to South Bend because you're going to have to put up some points against them. Yeah, Joni, let's get more into the offensive line. What do you like out of this offensive line? What didn't you like against Indiana? Um, do you think Justin Fry didn't have his guys prepared? Or is that kind of to be expected? You're ending the first game. Indiana threw the kitchen sink at them. Their defensive coordinator was here at Ohio State last year. He knows the Buckeyes well. And they had a couple dudes on that defense. Uh, and you're breaking in three new starters on the offensive line. I was very disappointed in the offensive line. I thought it was mostly communication issues. So mm -hmm. I, I do agree with Coach Day that it can be fixed. Where do you come down on the offensive line? I don't think it's a physicality or a toughness issue. If you go back and watch that game, you didn't see guys just absolutely getting blown up back there. I will start with the negative. I thought Donovan Jackson probably had his worst game as a Buckeye. I wasn't expecting him to go out there and perform at that level. If you if you believe uh, PFS stats, I think he graded out like 54 um, overall between his run and pass blocking. There are a lot of communication issues between him and Jimmy Simmons. And if you watch Simmons, I would say this to Ohio State fans, very first time ever starting on the left side. He's always been a right tackle. This is his very first game um, on the left side. He's going to get better. If you watch that game, he started to get settled in in the second half. He wasn't making a lot of mistakes. There were times where a lot of those mistakes that he made if you go back and watch, he's throwing his hands up because I think he thought that he was supposed to be getting help from the inside. So, yes, you're right, Dave. Communication is huge. I thought Carson Hensman played extremely well uh, for his first start. I thought he looked really good. Um, Matt Jones, he had 30 pass, uh, pass rush attempts going against him, gave up zero pressures. I thought he was solid. And then Josh Fryer. Um, offense alignment of the week. He graded as, as a champion. I thought he was uh, solid. So it wasn't a whole, it wasn't a situation where the entire offensive line was horrible, like a lot of people are making it out to be. I just think that there are a lot of communication, a lot of things that they definitely need to clean up. But those are all coaching things that they can get better at as long as they stay in the film room, listen to Justin Fry. But physicality, that right there was not an issue with this offensive line at all. I agree with you. Let's look at the defense. Obviously, a suffocating performance from the defense. Indiana's off, like, offense is terrible, I know. But still, that's exactly what I wanted to see from the Silver Bullet defense. Um, what did you like from this defense and, and kind of project it moving forward? What do you expect from this group uh, when they play good teams? Dave, man, you know how I get fired up about the defense. I have to, like, push it down. I have to push it down, Dave, because I get so – I see them flying around. And I see them, the DBs getting their head around and they're playing the football. And I just want to get up and get fired up. And I just have to like temper my expectations and say, this is Indiana. Don't get too hyped. But man, they play, they play extremely well, Dave. Um, I thought, you know, some of the things that we saw is how they were triggering. Uh, guys were, they were surrounding the football. The one thing that you can tell about a well-coached defense, Dave, is how they pursue the football. Once the ball is going to the opposite side of the field, how does the backside of the defense attack? Are they going to go swarm to the football? I saw that. Though That right there is solid fundamental. So you can definitely tell that they've been hammering home 
get a hat on the hat, everybody get to the football. I thought Denzel Burke, I thought he played extremely well. And I thought Jordan Hancock was outstanding out there. And then you look at the safety rotation. I thought they, I thought they did a pretty solid job on how they rotated in. They didn't throw too much at Malik Harford. They didn't overwhelm him. He he played 25 snaps, graded out as the highest safety um, out of everybody, according to PFF. And I just thought that they did a really good job. And Sonny, he's going to continue to get better. I think Sonny is your wild card. As long as he keeps elevating his play, this defense is going to be nasty, Dave. Now, big test against Notre Dame, big test going up against some of the heavy hitters in the Big Ten. But as far as week one, I like what I saw. And the thing is, Dave, is I can't get too fired up about it because it's Indiana. But at the same time, I saw a lot of fundamental and a lot of things with it that will carry over throughout the season. As long as you're fundamentally sound, that right there will travel wherever you go. You can go on the road. You can travel. You can play in uh, a hostile environment. You can play in bad weather. As long as you're disciplined and fundamentally sound, that will travel anywhere. What do you make of uh, C.J. Hicks not playing? I'm going to call him Jordan Hicks going back a while. A while. Um, so what do you make of C.J. Hicks not playing much? I think, I mean, Steele played very good. So I think that's most of it right there. But I did expect to see more of Hicks out there. What do you think? I expected to see more Hicks. Here's my worry about how they handled the rotation with the linebackers today. I am concerned that come late November, October, that our linebackers are beat to crap because they don't rotate them. Everybody else on the defense, they are getting rotated in. That was the problem last year. Um, you know, Tommy was – he was banged up come Michigan week. You know, Steele was banged up come Michigan week. And a lot of that is because they also took a significant amount of wear and tear that didn't need to happen. There was no way that Indiana was threatening to score with that triple option that they were running – I would have liked to saw some of those younger guys get in there. We're going to need Tommy and Steele down the stretch. Don't put a lot of road miles on those guys when you don't necessarily have to. You're, you're also slowing down the progression of C.J. Hicks. Um, so I would just definitely like to see some of those younger guys like Hicks get a little bit more reps. Even if it's 15% of the snap counts that they have on defense, that's better than one snap that the kid has played in two years. Uh, on the defensive side of the football. So hopefully as we progress these next two games, he gets a lot more reps, gets his feet wet, and they feel a little bit more comfortable spelling Tommy or Steele so that they don't have to take that beating that they necessarily don't have to. It's fantasy football season. I'm going to tell you guys about our other sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. I love fantasy football, and you know this site is fantastic. So I'm very excited to announce our new partnership with Underdog Fantasy. We decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Underdog Fantasy has a lot to offer, including their Pick'em game. In Pick'em, you pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. It's so easy to play. Just pick two to five stats of your favorite players and choose whether they will go higher or lower. You can make 20 times your money by going five for five. They also have Best Ball Mania. If you think you know football, you need to check this one out. This year's Best Ball Mania has $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, with the winner taking home $3 million. So sign up today with promo code BUCKNUTS and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with promo code BUCKNUTS to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 or older and present in a state 
where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. All right, there you go. Now, Jay Book and I are going to talk some more football. All right. All right, JB, let's get back into it. Um, before we talk to Brand- about Brandon Baker, I want to close the show with that. Let's get into predictions for tomorrow. I don't is, is a spread even out? Yeah, they didn't have a spread last time I looked, but uh, I'll go first. I have the Buckeyes 52 to 7. Um, I think they're going to take care of business tomorrow. I hate these new clock rules, so maybe maybe I'm going a little too high with the score uh, with the limited possessions. But I'm going 52 to 7 tomorrow. We're going to see a lot of young guys play. We're going to see a lot more of Devin Brown. What do you think, sir? I called it 56 to seven, Dave. <laughs> I, yeah, so we're, we're, we're usually pretty close within the range. Um, but, yeah, you make a great point as far as the, the running clock here because I can see a situation where Youngstown State, they, they're going to continue to try to milk the clock as well. Um, but I just think Ohio State, they're going to go out and they're going to try to throw the ball around, get Marvin, get a mech of their stats. I think you'll see both quarterbacks. If we don't see both quarterbacks, Dave, at that point, that's when you can absolutely say, all right, this is Kyle McCord's team because the accents speak louder than words. So I think you're going to see a lot of those young guys out there on the field, but this shouldn't be a contest at all. I mean, Ohio State's going to out-athlete Youngstown State here. So do them like you should probably do any lower-level team. It's just, you know, get out early on them in the first half, uh, you know, put it 35, 35 nothing, 42 three or something like that, and then get those younger guys in there so they can get some experience. So I definitely look for Ohio State to potentially cover that spread tomorrow. Let's get to really matters of uh, import. Chad wants to know where you got your hat from, JB. He likes your hat. Fanatics. You got to get that J-Book hat if you're – I got it from Fanatics. Fanatics. There you go. Fanatics. All right. They should, Brand- give, they should give us a promo now, Dave. Yeah, they should. Yeah, maybe maybe that'll be our next one. We'll have fanat- and you can yeah, hey, like boom. Send us some merch, man. We can we can wear some new merch every Friday and stuff, and do a little promo for them. There you go. I like it. I like it. All right, Brandon Baker. He's going to announce on September twenty fourth, which is two weeks from Sunday. It's his birthday. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it sounds like Texas might be leading. He's keeping everything close to the vest. Buckeyes have a great chance here. What's your vibe on Brandon Baker? They have a solid chance, Dave, uh, from what it sounds like and talking to other people, Texas has a slight nod right now. Uh, I know Ohio State, they've been right in the thick of things. As of today, I would say uh, probably leaning towards Texas winning that battle. Uh, for Ohio State, this is a, I look at this as an important recruiting battle here because you look at the tackles and the depth chart, kind of where the position that we're in right now is not being able to land those out-of-state premier tackles. If they can get him, I think he automatically slides into the two deep as soon as he steps on campus, pushing potentially for a starting job. He's that good. So hopefully they, uh, Justin Fry can uh, continue to try to sway, the, um, you know, change the tide here with Texas. But from all indications, slightly to Texas with Ohio State right there in the hunt. If you choose the Buckeyes, man, as, as our own – uh, Dwayne Long used to say, Dave, on the message boards, that's naked jump worthy. Good old Dwayne, because you know how he would be regarding the offensive line and the guy and a prospect like Baker. May he RIP. Uh, may he rest in peace, Dwayne Long. I might have to do the naked jaunt for him and, and scare all the neighbors <laughs> and, and get arrested. If they land Brandon Baker, I'll, I'll, I'll do one for you, Dwayne, um, and, and probably get arrested and divorced and all that good stuff. 
Um, <laughs> Texas, we have a question from David on YouTube. Thoughts on Texas versus Bama? I'm excited for it. What do you think, JB? I think this is going to be a, a great game. I actually went back and watched both Bama and Texas uh, play last week. There's this YouTube channel I have tweeted out. They condense all of the college football games down to 20 or 30 minutes. Uh, it's a great channel that if you want to catch up on some of the other games. But if you look at Bama, I thought they did an excellent job throwing the deep ball with that quarterback. Um, his his legs, the Bama quarterback, is actually going to be the X factor here. I thought Texas, they looked okay. Um, they're, they're extremely quick on the outside. Their wide receivers potentially could give Alabama DBs uh, an issue here. Alabama DBs, besides Kool-Aid McKinley, haven't had a lot of experience. I think they have Caleb Downs starting back there at the safety position. Uh, but Texas offensive line did not look outstanding running the, running the football against Rice. So I think it's going to be a good one. I have Bama winning this game here. Uh, but if Texas win this game, this could be the coming out party for Quinn Ewers. One more question before we end the show. This is from Steven on YouTube. He says, thoughts on Sawyer? I don't think he should be a starter. How long are we going to wait for some of these guys to flourish? What say you, Jonah? Yeah, I'm not in a position to say if he should be a starter or not. I mean, I'm going to defer to Larry the Legend on, on this one because he obviously sees these guys every day in practice. But you definitely want to see more from Jack Sawyer. Um, if the time is now. Like you, he's, a, he's the type of guy that they were really counting on to be that elite pass rusher that's really going to make a difference, crash that pocket, even if – uh, things aren't there, but we're just not quite seeing it from Jack Sawyer yet. Not throwing in the towel on the kid, um, not saying that he should be a starter, should be a starter, because that's going to be up to Larry. You're going to have to trust Larry there. But I do agree. We would all like to see a little bit more from Jack Sawyer. Great stuff from Jonah Booker. Really appreciate it, my friend. And join us tomorrow for what we learned live right after the Ohio State Youngstown State game. And one of my special guests will be Mr. Jonah Booker. Uh, sometime in the first, uh, I don't know, 20 minutes of the show or so, I'm going to have Jonah on for a few minutes um, to recap what we saw from the Buckeyes and Penguins and what it means going forward for the Buckeyes. So thanks again to Jonah Booker. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.